Okay. Are we recording right now? Yeah. yeah oh, we it's, are. It's actually recording, yeah. No shit. This is yeah. cool. Uh, anyway, so thank you again for having me over at Fob Cigar. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Hold on. We're, we're not even ready to start recording. I just hit record to record, no, no, right? Like, but we can do this, and yeah. then you can cut it out or whatever. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 100%. Dude, it's always amazing coming over here because this state, it's not too far south. It's not too far north and it's just like i've never had bad weather like yeah it rained like to beat hell on mm -hmm. uh what saturday and sunday a little bit uh sunday yeah, morning I think it was saturday sunday, night sunday, sunday morning yeah, yeah i think it was i think it was sunday sunday evening because i was at a wedding downtown and i didn't get back until i didn't get back to my lodging until like 10 15 10 30 right and the second i shut the door the rain clouds opened up and it rained most of the night really hard yeah it was so i actually took a i wanted to spend more time uh with you before today yeah but you know uh the wife and i we had a little uh vacation we went to a cabin at lake red rock uh and i what was it sunday and monday morning both we wanted to go fishing but we got rained out now we could have probably went fishing in the rain, but yeah. we're not quite that. Uh, we're not that manly man, I guess. You, I don't know. Anyway, I think she's more manly man than you are. You're, you're probably right. You're probably right. But I, yeah. so it was really nice because we woke up in the morning at a decent time. We we made coffee. We made breakfast. We went with a couple of uh, friends. It, it was just fucking phenomenal. Like for the first time since I can remember, I actually feel like. Like, like I've been reset. Yeah. You know? Well, I will say this. Having talked to you prior to <laughs> last weekend. Yeah. And having talked to you, you know, yesterday and today, I can definitely tell there's been a, <clears throat> like a switch flipped on you. And it's, it's a good, it, it, it reminds me of the old Seaguar. Yeah. The Seaguar that I'm going to say that I, that I came to know and love mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at Fort Lee you know, the, the rip it swigging, the rip it swigging yeah. monster, you know, so it's good. I'm glad. Um, I know you were probably a little frustrated too, wanting to get together and do this kind of stuff beforehand and just everything you've got with all the other hobbies you're doing. Um, it just doesn't work out. And, and I get that being a family man myself. It's mm. like, man. Yeah. 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 You've got uh, kids. I've got hobbies. <laughs> all of the hobbies all of the hobbies yeah i do have yeah. a lot of hobbies uh this episode of ice forward march is a little bit different uh, it is going to be a debrief at fob cigar but we are not sitting uh in our bunker studio uh amazingly enough the the conflict is low the defcon is that what it is F, fp con yeah the force protection <laughs> yeah the fp con is low so we're out in the uh smoke shack um, you're suffering through my non-swisher cigar that I'm smoking. What brand of s uh, cigar is that one? <laughs> this is a Crowned Heads uh, Las Calaveras 2022 LE. I couldn't pass up on a box of these. They are really freaking good. And yeah, it doesn't smell horrible. It, 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 it well, I appreciate that because if it smelled horrible, <laughs> some, some of them though, like some cigars actually smell mm -hmm. horrible. So let's see. I think last time I was down here was like October. 
and because uh, you were doing the the Halloween uh, for simply Stogies, you were doing the Halloween edition. Oh thing yeah, yeah, with the, the guy, Jekyll and the Hyde, and yeah, then the, uh, the uh, Tatawahe. Yeah, um, well, no, they mash. were all like monster, the monster mash. Yeah, yeah the monster yeah, yeah. mash. Yeah, but that. That ended up uh, falling flat on its face because uh, James got COVID and he couldn't participate. So yeah. I was trying to keep that ship afloat. And let's be honest, I'm just I'm just the guy that makes the back end stuff work. You're not a navy. You're not a navy man. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't have my monkeypox vaccine, so I can't I can't figure out. But, so that would make you unvaginated. Yeah. No. <laughs> I heard a joke the other day. Uh, it was uh, the DOD is going to uh, mandate uh, that all uh, soldiers get the monkeypox uh, vaccination. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but but it only applies to the Navy. <laughs> well, that's the only place where you go on mandates. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, so we don't have any intro music. So I'm no have intro to... music. Yep, I don't have the. Uh, should, should I just do it? Should I wing it? You're listening to Eyes Forward March with your hosts. <laughs> I guess I am Sergeant Seagard. And I am Sergeant Bacon. <laughs> Join us for a few laughs. Some uh, We're going to try and uplift, uplift some morale. Mm-hmm. And, That's uh, always good. We're going to tell some stories along the way and have a good time. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, let's begin. Let's let us let us. Let us. Let us begin. Um, so, shall we do military history? Yeah. Can we, can we, should we just wing it? It's time for military history. That actually sounded really good. Wow. See, you can hear this. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I'm cheating. I've got the cheat. Uh, you got the cheater butt. Cheat butt See, in I feel like I've been uh, hooked up to a wire to go like, like hit up a mafia dude for coke or some shit so <laughs> like hey man you holding you got any drugs or that's what i feel like you got some booger sugar yeah you got some nose candy <laughs> all right you're not using the right lingo <laughs> so uh so we're doing uh september 11th yep through september uh 17th of the year 2022 and obviously right uh september 11th Big deal here. Yeah. Um, so September 11th of 2001 was the worst terrorist attack in the U.S. history. It occurred as four large passenger jets were hijacked and then crashed, killing nearly 3,000 people. Four separate teams of Mideast terrorists operating from inside of the U.S. boarded the morning flights posing as passengers, then forcibly commandeered the aircraft two fully fueled jumbo jets americans american airlines flight 11 carrying 92 people and united airlines 175 carrying 65 people had departed boston for los angeles both jets (coughs) were diverted by hijackers to new york city where they were piloted into the twin towers at the world trade center the impact and subsequent fire caused both 110-story towers to collapse, killing 2,752 persons, including hundreds of rescue workers and people employed in the towers. In addition, United States Airline Flight 93, which had departed Newark, which would be New Jersey, 
um, for San Francisco. Uh, American Airlines Flight 77, which had departed Dulles, Virginia, for Los Angeles, were also hijacked. Flight 77, with 64 people on board, was diverted to Washington, D.C., and then piloted into the Pentagon building, killing everyone on board and 125 military personnel inside of the Pentagon. Flight 93, with 44 people on board, was also diverted toward Washington, but was crashed into the Pennsylvania field after passengers attempted to overpower the terrorists on board. So I think that's going to be the majority of our episode tonight, but yeah. I'll, I'll burn through the rest of this stuff yeah. and we'll come back to that. Yeah. Real, real quick, before we get on with military history, do you remember exactly where you were at, what you were doing when the planes crashed into the twin towers? I do. I actually, I do. I, um, and I'm sure you do too. I do. And, and so I think that's when we get done with military history and we jump back, I think, yeah. you know, that's, that's a good place to start. Yeah. We'll do a little rewind. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on to September 12th of 1943. Uh, former Italian dictator Benito Mussolini was rescued by German paratroopers on orders from Adolf Hitler. Mussolini had been held prisoner by the Italian authorities following the collapse of his fascist regime. That guy was just kind of a piece of shit. I mean, both of them guys were shitbags. Yeah, bags. yeah. So, I, yeah, I can, can, I, can I say fuck Hitler two episodes in a row? Fuck Hitler. Fuck Hitler. Fuck that guy. Yeah, that you guy. Can, we can say that every episode from now until we go off air because that guy, that guy was, was a dick. He was a super dick. I'm glad Sif was Super dick. I'm glad syphilis got him. <laughs> yes, that. Yeah, have you ever seen all the TV shows that? Uh, oh, Hitler. Finding Hitler. Yeah, yeah, Finding Hitler. Yeah, like he survived so many years. You know. Uh, yeah, and then they got like little like shit, shitty looking German kids running around in South America and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Kids with little stupid mustaches. <laughs> Dude, yeah. you can't write that shit. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, TV. You know. September twelfth of nineteen ninety. A treaty was signed by East and West Germany and the allies of World War II, allowing the restoration of sovereignty and a reunified Germany. So, I don't know if you are familiar. In So, in 89, I believe, is when Reagan said, you know, wanted that the, the wall tore down in mm -hmm. Ber the Berlin Wall. Right, so. right. And then in 90, they actually signed the treaty saying, you know what? We're going to reunify Germany and no more East and West Germany things. So. Yeah, so now it's just Germany. Just Germany. Yep. Back to Viva la Deutschland. <laughs> Viva la Deutschland. <laughs> yeah, see, you know where I'm going. Uh, all right, so we have our birthday uh, in 1913 on September 12th. African-American Olympic athlete Jesse Owens was born in Oakville, Alabama. He was na uh, born as James Cleveland Owens. Help, sister, I'm stuck in the dryer. Or, no, help, stepbrother. No, no, in Alabama, it's your sister. Oh, it is? Okay. Uh, so Owens <laughs> won four medals in track and field at the 1936 Olympic Games in Berlin, defeating all Nazi athletes and disappointing the Nazi leader, Adolf Hitler. Fuck Hitler. Another fuck Hitler, like... 
Can you imagine Owens with that big old fucking dick of his just right up Hitler's ass? And oh, yeah. Fucking take that shit. Yeah. yeah. No better time for a good old pegan. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure Hitler got more than his share of pegging. Yeah, yeah. When you get fucked so much, sometimes it's just time to fuck back. That's right. September 13th of 1788, the U.S. Congress chose New York as the federal capital of the new American government. Eh, There's like, hey, we need a town. New York's huge and cool and fun. Yeah, we need uh, a little 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 district. I imagine there was a bunch of guys filling in the swamp in D.C. <laughs> <laughs> we got to cover this landfill. Yeah. September 13th of 1814, the Battle of Fort Henry in Baltimore Harbor occurred, observed by Francis Scott Key aboard a ship. He watched the British attack overnight, and at dawn, he saw the American flag was still flying over the fort, inspiring him to write the verses, which later coupled to a tune of a popular drinking song and became the U.S. National Anthem in 1931. Wow. So the National Anthem used to be a popular drinking song. The tune, yeah? The tune. Okay. Yeah. And then, so he actually wrote that, like, as almost like a poem. Right. And then, I don't know, I suppose he was drinking in the pub, and he's like, hey, this fits. So, <laughs> he went on with it. Like, like what, do you, can you imagine, what year was that? Uh, so he wrote it in uh, 1814. Okay, 1814. So, like, was his, uh, was his artist name, like, Lil Minuteman? No, he, so I think Lil Lil's came about after all the bigs got taken. Oh, so yeah, he was, yeah. So he was Big Francis, Big Frankie. <laughs> Big Frankie. <laughs> Big Frankie. Big Frankie. Big Frank Key. Oh, Frank I like Key. what you did yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. See, so you right. get it now. Yeah. September 13th of 1971, state police at the National Guard and, and National Guardsmen stormed the Attica prison in New York State, ending a five-day prisoner revolt. 31 prisoners and 11 guards were killed. Wow. So we have two more birthdays. Good news is more prisoners than guards. Yeah, well, they're armed, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah. We have two birthdays here. Both are really cool dudes. Um, This guy uh, was an American Army physician by the name of Walter Reed. He was born... September 13th of 1851, and he was born in Gloucester County, Virginia. Best known for his yellow fever research, he served as an Army surgeon for more than 20 years. The U.S. Army General Hospital in Washington, D.C. is named in his honor. Yep. Walter Reed Hospital. Yep, you got it. That's the one. Heard great things about that place. I hope I never have to visit it. but (laughs) Same. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, on September 13th of 1860, Army General John J. Pershing was born in Lackley, yeah, Missouri. I think that's right, Lackley. Yeah, sure, Missouri. Uh, he commanded the American Expeditionary Force, or the AEF, during World War One, and oversaw the Meuse-Argonne operation that helped... Uh, bring out the armistice of November 11th of 1918. 
that day is kind of important. Yeah. It used to be called Armistice Day. Now we know it as Veterans Day. Yeah. So. It's, uh, I get that confused with uh, free meal at Applebee's Day. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, a guy like you would confuse that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving along to just, September. Can't, can't do great shit on an empty belly. It's hard to. Yeah. It's really hard to. Yeah. Uh, September 14, 1812, Napoleon and his troops first entered Moscow as the retreating Russians set the city on fire. Napoleon found it impossible to stay through the winter in a ruined city. He then began his retreat from Moscow, which became one of the great disasters in military history. Fewer than 20,000 of the original 500,000 men with him survived the Russian campaign. Damn. Yeah, and then the Germans tried to do the same thing in like the 1940s, so they did not follow. Nobody likes to fight when it's cold. Nobody likes to try and, well, I mean, people want to take Russia when it's cold, but they can't. Right. I mean, when you live there all the time, you know. Yeah, you you know it's fucked and you're retreating for your lake place in the wintertime. <laughs> I must go from frozen land to frozen lake. I must go to frozen land and go to frozen lake. <laughs> September 14, 1901. Eight days after being shot, President William McKinley died from his wounds suffered during the assassination attempt in Buffalo, New York. He was then succeeded by Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, good old Teddy. Teddy. Yep. 1930, September 14th, 1930, the Nazi party became the second largest party in Germany following a stunning election triumph of Adolf Hitler. I don't know how it was stunning. They pretty much said, if you don't vote for the guy, you're dead. Right, right. But that's how that goes. I mean, it's kind of how the news works. True story. Mm. September 15th, 1776, British forces under General William Howe captured New York during the American Revolution. Can you imagine, like, you're in one of the biggest, it has been one of the biggest cities back then, too. Mm-hmm. And the British knew that, and so they just take over the ports, and they're trying to take that town because, you know, they can establish a uh, what uh, cantonment at that point. So, well, I think at that point in time, ports are pretty important. Yes, yeah. you can't spell important without the port. Oh, well played. September fifteenth of nineteen sixteen, tanks were first used in combat during the Allied offensive at the Battle of the Somme in World War One, the, the Battle of the what? The Somme, S-O-M-M-E? Somme? Somme? Mm. I don't know. I need Logan on here to pronounce shit for me. Right? Where the hell are you, Logan? Yeah, Logan, get your ass over here. Uh, September 15th, 1935. The good old Nazis and pieces of shit enacted the Nuremberg Laws, depriving Germans, German Jews of their rights as citizens. September 15th of 1940, the battle, the height of the Battle of Britain occurred as massive German air raids took place against London, Southampton, Bristol, and Cardiff, Liverpool, 
and Manchester. So basically all the big towns in, in uh, the UK, the British claimed 185 German planes were shot down. So they, they did not go down. They said, fuck you guys and fight, fought back. There was like some huh. huge, there were some huge dog fights um, over, over England during that time. So um, is that where uh, Dunkirk started? Uh, well, Dunkirk, I think, was World War One. Mm. Right. Was it? I don't know. Research on the fly. Yeah, no. We'll just keep moving on. September 15th, 1944. The first entry of American troops into Hitler's Germany. Uh, Hitler's Germany occurred as Fuck elements Hitler. of the U.S. 7th and 5th Corps reached southwestern frontier of Germany. We have a birthday, a former, a former commander-in-chief, a fellow by the name of William Howard Taft. He was Taft. born September 15th of 1857. Ooh. He was the 27th president and was born in Cincinnati, Ohio. He served as president from 1909 to 1913 and then became a law professor at Yale University until his appointment as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court in 1921. Hmm. So yeah, I went and taught law and then got appointed as one of the big, you know, lawmaking dudes. Yeah, that's what I would do. Here we go. We're rewinding back. Not 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 all the way back to 31 BC, but <laughs> always. Okay. September 16th of 1620, a ship by the name of the Mayflower departed from England, bound for America with 102 passengers and a small crew. The ship weathered dangerous Atlantic storms and reached Provincetown, Massachusetts on November 21st. The pilgrims disembarked at Plymouth on December 26th. Holy shit. So they yeah. sat on that boat for a month? Yeah, and... I mean, doesn't water start to freeze around that time? Yeah, but it's salt water. Oh, salt water doesn't freeze like as fresh? easily. Oh, yeah. That's the whole point of salt. That would make sense. Yeah, like that's kind of like the whole point. Like I was the, watching. I, I don't know what movie it was. I I wasn't watching it. I just happened to catch it, and it was um, it was based in like the Boston area, and uh, they're all bundled up, and there's snow on the ground, and I'm like, how's that water not frozen? Salt. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, moving along to September 17th of 1787, at the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia, delegates from 12 states voted unanimously to approve the proposed U.S. Constitution. There you go. September 17th of 1862, the bloodiest day in U.S. military history occurred as General Robert E. Lee and the Confederate Armies were stopped at Antietam in Maryland by General George B. McClellan and numerically superior Union forces. By nightfall, 26,000 men were dead, wounded, or missing. Damn. Damn. That's a bad day. Yeah, it is. Um, September 17th of 1908, the first fatality involving powered flight occurred as a biplane piloted by good old Orville Wright 
fell from a height of about 75 feet, killing Lieutenant <laughs> Thomas E. Selfridge. 75 feet. I mean, I guess you got to start somewhere. A 26-year-old passenger, a crowd of nearly 2,000 spectators at Fort Myer, Virginia, observed the crash of the plane, which was being tested for possible military use. Wright himself was also seriously injured. So he's the father of flight and also the fucking first... This guy causes the first fatality. I mean, if you're gonna, if you get, you have to, if you're gonna set records, set records, you know. Yeah. And finally, on September 17th of 1939, Soviet Russians invaded Eastern Poland, meeting little resistance and taking over 200,000 Polish, uh, uh, what Polish people? I guess Polish uh, residents, civilians, people, prisoner. This was done in accordance with the Nazi-Soviet pact in which the Nazis and the Soviets had predetermined how they would divide up Poland. And that was military history. <laughs> that one wasn't quite as deep. It sounded more like uh, uh, the guy, the, the character from Lucky Charms. <laughs> oh, that was, oh, that Lucky was Charms. military history. So we'll hit the rewind button. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So back to September 11th. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's where we're gonna go with this episode, yeah. being that you know it's I mean we're this episode will drop pretty close to September 11th. It's a pretty historic event in our lives. Well, in in and, American history, really, yeah. because I mean, like you figure like Pancho Villa, he tried, um, you know, Japan, you know, they. They kind of did their thing back in the 40s and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, but, Pearl Harbor, that was that was a pretty significant freaking attack. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and in that time, the, the people were affected by that event, and things happened, right? So mm. in, but in our times, our times, our time, 9-11 was, I think that was our significant event. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you could sit there and say that Desert Storm, maybe. I mean, you can say that, but I mean, like we were, we were not even we were, teenagers yeah, when that well, happened. Um, uh, you know, well, we, we were teenagers. We weren't, but, we weren't really attacked in ninety in ninety one ninety two. Well, that's true. That that you is know, a true. What statement. happened there was Iraq had invaded Kuwait, saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, look, this is ours. We're taking it back." Kuwait said no, we're sovereign, and uh, and uh, basically the Allied forces came in. It was like you know, Kuwait doesn't even have a fucking military at this point. Right. They can't defend themselves. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, valid point. Nine eleven is probably uh, for our lifetime the the major or the traumatic event. The 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 event that happens where it it hit not only close to home, it hit home. Yeah, whether like, and I'm I'm I was born in New York, right? Uh, on Long Island, so you know, not, not that I far rem- away, really. Yeah, not that I specifically remember that because I was so young when my family moved uh, to the Midwest. Yeah, but still, I know that that's where I was born. I know that's where I I I came from. You know, right. so there's there's that. Uh, but I think the question was, is do you remember what you were doing, where you were at, what you were doing when those events took place? So I remember um, 
so I was in college. I was in my third year at uh, college, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna name. I was gonna rattle off the uh, the letters of the college I was at, but yeah, uh, yeah. Those of you who know me know know where that's at. Yeah. If you don't, uh, Google me. Yeah. Um, if you don't, fuck Hitler. Uh, so anyway, so I'm sitting in a uh, actually sitting in a hydraulics class, and it was I want to say nine in the morning ish somewhere around there and uh the instructor just put us on break and this was before cell phones were everywhere and whatnot and i remember somebody going into like the break room and there was a radio on mm-hmm. and they were talking about um how america had been attacked and i remember everybody you know because i wasn't the only uh, military person at that point um, so I was already in the military. Um, but I remember all the, the other two or three military guys in the class going, there's no fucking way. Right. Like we've got, we got ways to defend against this. And so, you know, uh, Mr. Hag brought us all back in class. He's like, so. Is that the instructor? Yeah. He was yeah. our hydraulics instructor. Um, he brings us all back in class. And uh, he says, well, in case anybody doesn't know, you know, we basically, we've been attacked. As it stands right now, there's no immediate threat to us. So we're going to continue as usual, business as usual, um, you know, and, you know, we've got, you know, the doctor, the dean of the, of the university, um, watching the situation and if things you know go a little further you know if if there's any further action we'll make sure you guys are taken care of so right um yeah so i remember just kind of going through that class going to my next one uh, which i think was fuels and uh and then we went to lunch and you know then was on all over in the lunchroom go back to the room it's on there and uh you just have this, like, because... Yeah, I think by, like, by 9.45, 10 o'clock, yeah. you couldn't turn a radio or a TV on without yep. without this being on. Yeah, and so we're watching this, and, you know, we keep seeing... We keep seeing this replay and this replay, and everyone thought it was the same... They were just showing the same plane hitting it. Mm. And, yeah. And then come to find out, um, at, like, closer to 1 o'clock, like, all the... I'm going to say the facts started coming out and you know, that actually it was two planes that had hit the towers. Um, there was a plane that had hit the Pentagon. There was a plane that had crashed in Pennsylvania. Um, that actually felt like the passengers had kind of like said, fuck it. We're going to, we're not going to let this happen. Right. Um, so that's where I was. What about for yourself? What so, were you? It, funny. Uh, I was also in a classroom uh, but I was actually the instructor. Okay. Uh, so at the time, you know, and again, I'm I'm in the military because I I got in and I enlisted in mid 1998. So I'm in the military, and uh, I just happened to somehow amazingly land this job at a local tech company as an instructor. And so they contracted out some people. Uh, some people would come in and and I would teach and uh, and I would teach everything from how to turn your computer on as a uh, moth or whatever attacks my 
mouth hole. Um, but so sometimes people would come into the uh, classroom at our local place and other times companies would actually have me go out to them. And at this time it was a contract and I went out there twice a week and I would teach classes and nine times out of 10, it was like how to use Microsoft office, you know? (laughs) Um, so I was teaching, uh, level one, level two, Microsoft office uh to uh nurses actually because it was at a hospital okay and (laughs) funny story not not to change the subject but um i you know i i enlisted i went through uh everything got the basic training uh came back from basic training this was not long after basic training uh with the hospital in order to work there i had to get a tb test and that's the first time that i ever came back as positive so oh uh, apparently i'm a carrier but i'm not you know it's dormant whatever but yeah yeah so anyway i was in his classroom and you know i'm just teaching i'm just teaching i'm going along and i remember it was probably like 9 15 somewhere somewhere in the nine to ten hour time frame and um, somebody said something and I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. Well, um, I, I, you know, we're in a classroom environment, we're learning. I, uh, you know, it kind of almost made me think of uh, back when I was uh, in high school, uh, there was Man Cow in the Morning here on the local radio. Yeah. And uh, he did a skit about um, how aliens have landed and so on and so forth. And this sounds stupid, weird, but it intrigued the shit out of me. So I, I went truant from school that day because I wanted to hear how this played out. Uh, it turned out it was a big fucking gag. Was it more like a George Orwell? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You know, it, but it was cool. So anyway, the first uh, when I when when one of the students told me about it, I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. It's 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 one of those man cow things, right? Right. Uh, and then we took a break, and uh, I I jumped on the computer and I went out to Yahoo News or whatever the hell news it was, the popular one at that You're point. Probably on Ask Jeeves. No, I, I think I don't. Yeah, I never was a Jeep. But anyway, you know, so I like, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, this is on the news. Yeah. Uh, so it was really hard from that point until lunchtime. It was really hard to teach the class because nobody in my class gave a shit about the training because they're all involved in this news that a plane has crashed into the towers. And so we, I think we broke from lunch a little bit early. I went down to the cafeteria. I was eating. I don't, believe it or not, this hospital, a place of nutrition and well-being and health, has a McDonald's in it. Well, I'm uh, uh, so, so I'm watching the TV. I'm eating my fatty burger. And uh, that's when the second plane hit. Or at least when I saw. When that, you saw it, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, at that point, when the second plane hit, and I realized, oh shit, something's going down. Right. And and you know you you mentioned the the other planes that hit the Pentagon and 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 uh, landed in the field, like that stuff. Although it was important for me, it was the important was you just hit 210 story buildings in the middle of, of, New, of, York of New York city. Yeah. Like, and it, it, you know, for me, it's not just that, like, I remember seeing pictures on TV of people jumping, jumping. out. Yeah. So, um, last year in May, I had the um, opportunity to go to uh, Tom's river, New Jersey, and um, the state of New Jersey is not overly huge. Right. And you start looking at the map and you start looking at your schedule and you're going, 
New York City is not far from here. Um, right. I have a personal friend who lives up in New Jersey, and uh, so I was kind of messaging her a little bit, and uh, she said, you know, the county that she lives in has a 9-11 memorial. And, you know, I had really no idea how close uh, she lives to um, New York City it, until I got to that New Jersey memorial. And mm-hmm. I was able to look out across the river and I could see Manhattan. Yeah. Um, so then we, so there's four of us. We get on, uh, so it's called the PATH train. Uh, we run down to Hoboken, get on the PATH train, um, and that runs you right into Manhattan, right into World Trade Center. Yeah. And we went to the memorial, and uh, I will tell you, walking through there, even the little kids that were in there, there wasn't anybody, there was nobody said a word. Right. Like, it was just quiet and somber. And then when you go outside and you see those um, fountains, I guess, they run in. Instead the, of, the new, uh, the, the memorial yeah, fountains? Yeah. So, okay, so you've been there, you've seen that. Yeah. And, see, I have and, not yet. And they have, like, the, um, so the base, basically these fountains are as big as the base of the towers. And on, on there, they have the names of everybody that was known um, to have been found or died at the, you know, from each tower. Yeah, and I, I really honestly, I, I guess I want to pause there and say that, that that's known. There's probably people who lost their lives that are unknown. That are unknown. Yep, and that's what I mean is, like you know, what, what did we say? Two thousand seven hundred fifty-ish people that were some, known. Yeah, some some crazy number. Um, yeah, and that's what we know about. Um, who knows about the people that jumped into the river? Um, weirdly enough, could you imagine though, like you taking that leap? Yeah. Weirdly enough, um, there was. I was. Here. That's okay. Uh, there was a uh, another podcast I was listening to where they interviewed a guy that was driving a, a ferry boat. And he uh, probably roofies in that one. Yeah, well, you gotta call him Flores. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Nobody ends up on the roof. No, nobody ever. Yeah, or Betty's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this guy, uh, he rides drives a ferry, and people like you know they were trying to get people out of downtown Manhattan. Yeah, and so they he put out an all call over over the radio and apparently whatever the command was from this all call was uh that anybody with any kind of boat gets your ass over to wherever and you take as many people as safely will fit you drop them off and you turn around and come back and Mm -hmm. they figured they saved um i forget how many lives by doing that because they were getting people out of there away from the the wreckage and everything well, else. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, think of 120, or no, what, 110 stories tall. Yeah. Falling from yeah. the sky down. That, 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 the disaster zone is not just that pillar. 
it's probably i don't know it's huge yeah i mean i, I want to say like 20 miles wide at best they well i don't know about that large but i mean you figure the city of new york is huge and so debris fallout that kind of stuff is right. probably falling over like probably a five or six mile radius um but if you get the opportunity to go and you're even near within i would say a two-hour drive of new york city uh, i would definitely make the trip you do have to um, pre-purchase your tickets mm -hmm. um, and then you walk in there and you see these these huge i-beams and they're twisted you see the stairs and you see all of these you see the history right you see about the the parking garage uh, attack in the 90s um you know you you see about the intel that we had in the early 90s that osama bin laden is a threat you you learn about the uss cole um all that stuff and how all of these little uh buttons that were pushed were leading up to a much larger event and uh, you can kind of see uh, I forget what the the project was called but they've declassified a lot of the documents involving that um, they, they go into the raid on um, bin Laden uh, the night the seals got him and that kind of stuff mm-hmm um, yeah so just to kind of take a few minutes and um, change the subject, because, I mean, we can continue on this path, but obviously because of 9-11 and, and those events, that created deployments, uh, sometimes uh, one, two, three. I'm sure there's people that have gone on four or more. Um, I've been deployed twice. I know you've been deployed how many times? Three times. Three times. So you've got one more than me. But um, I think 9-11, would you agree 9-11 was the reason, the cause of those deployments? Well, right. It had to It had to be. Um, it, it, I guess essentially it started the, the global war on terror. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so definitely in 2001, 2002... Uh, was the whole uh, thing with Afghanistan. Right. And then in uh, 2003, 2004, which I know, uh, oddly enough, we were in the same country for a while together yeah. without yeah. knowing. Yeah, that was then, uh, uh, Kuwait. Yeah. We, uh, my unit, we rolled north uh, up to Biop, Baghdad International mm -hmm. Airport. And then uh, we went on further to Anaconda, so LSA Balad. And uh, her LSA Anaconda at Bovada Airport. Um, you know, so that was where I spent 2003, 2004. Yeah, 2003, uh, 03, 04. Yeah, I was, uh, I was in Kuwait the whole time. I remember I was actually at uh, Fort, uh, what's the, the, why am I drawing a blank? Probably the Rippets, uh, Wisconsin. McCoy. McCoy, yeah, I was at Fort McCoy. That was our MOB station. I sure. was, I think it was like two weeks before we got on a plane and, and flew over is when sure. uh, Saddam was captured. 
Okay, so I was in, in Iraq when Saddam was captured. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were sitting, I remember we were sitting, and this is kind of where I'm going, is just some of the memories and yeah. some of the things that uh, from those deployments, you know. Uh, but I, I remember um, we, we were doing training, and, uh, oh, Saddam's captured, and I guess, are we going home? Oh, nope, you're getting on a plane. Yeah, and you're I, still going. Our plane, if if I remember right, I think they said that we were going to Turkey, and so, we did not land in Turkey. So, originally, they kept saying we were going to land in Turkey also. Mm -hmm. um, until you get off the airplane, you step out into Kuwaiti International, and it's like basically like walking you know like when you open up the oven yeah <laughs> and that fucking blast of 400 degree air hits you it, right in the face it's dry heat private yeah you're right dry heat my ass at right. 350 degrees fahrenheit it's it it's hot right my my balls are still damp right yeah, yeah. they haven't dried out after 20 years uh, <laughs> but imagine so for those of you who haven't been imagine opening up that oven yeah and getting that blast of hot air but it's every second of every day right and, and, and yeah in the every you're looking at a plate a tower a plate of pastries everything is tan yeah it, it's blue skies tan yeah that is uh, it and your only reprieve was about midnight uh, you know, and it was still 80 degrees yeah. at midnight and we had, we had rigged up, we had gotten, found some AC units. We made them work. <laughs> the uh, amount of shit you do yeah. with stuff you find. Uh, yeah. You say Amish, <laughs> we said something else, but yeah, yeah. we'll keep that clean. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, I remember I got up one night I drank cause you drink so much damn water. Oh yeah. And you're looking for just one Gatorade to switch it up. Yeah, right, but good luck. Yeah, right. Um, so we had a Tang, the orange oh, Tang. Oh, Tang. I, that, that 0304, I've had more Tang in 0304 than my entire life. Same. Yeah. Um, but it was a way to mix up yep. uh, the, the water. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I, I drank, you know them big old, they're a liter and a half yep. bottles of water. Yep. And, and I'm going to say they're probably about... Um, I mean, so anybody can go out there and Google it. I can't even begin to describe the, the ridiculousness of these things. <laughs> so I probably drank three or four of those, went to bed, and they had the AC working. And so when you have a full bladder and it's cold, you don't want to get up. No, no. So I'm like laying there, and I'm like, if I hold this any longer, I'm going to pee myself. Mm -hmm. So I get up, I find my flip-flops. I run out. The porta potties are an extra fifteen feet from beyond where I ended up taking a leak. Right. Well, did you have the bullshit though? Is like because uh, we're technically in a combat zone in Camp Air John Quaid. Did you have the bullshit where it's like I don't care if it's four o'clock in the morning. I have to take a whiz. Yep. Yep. PT full battle shorts, rattle. It's like PT belt. Yeah. When I wake up from my sleep and I have to pee, I don't have time for that. No. Well, at that point. So when we got into Iraq at that point, nobody wanted to fuck around with that shit. So we get up and we piss on the side of the tent. Well, and that's what uh, I know a couple of guys that uh, I, I didn't realize at the time. I heard the stories later, but they would go to the PX and they would get a bottle of laundry detergent, dump that shit out, and then they'd have yeah. that was their piss jug. Yeah, yeah. 
It's There's like, that I, shit. looking back at it now, you're um, like, that's fucking gross. But I mean, it worked. Iraq, Iraq in 2003 was the first place I've ever burned shit. Yeah, I was lucky. I didn't, I know you were lucky. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, you I had came so close. rough. You had a chilies and <laughs> <laughs> fuck no. I know there was no chilies, but you had a pizza. You guys had it better down there than we did. Oh yeah, whatever. I don't it think don't I didn't go to, into Iraq until my second deployment in eight oh nine, and even and that's the other thing too is when when we landed in uh, Erfjan in oh three oh four, it was literally tense. And yeah. it was li- little uh, camps. Yep. And then it was, and these little camps were surrounding the main post. Yeah. So you had like New York, and you yep. had uh, Camden, Pennsylvania, and they they're all named after states. And but then you had Camp Wolf. Uh huh. Like for well, some reason, Wolf was not on Erfjan though. No, that was. I'm not sure. I have no idea to this day where exactly I was. Oh right. Yep. Because. They just drop you off in this foreign country without a fucking GPS. Well, yeah, and then you, you 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 get off the plane, you go into this like processing base. Yeah, and then you get into this fucking Haji bus, and I swear they get lost for like six hours. Yeah, and then drop you. Like I remember that uh, like after a couple hours, they had to stop the bus, and the entire bus just got. They stopped, got out, walked up on a berm. There was probably. 30 guys just sitting there on the berm taking yeah. a whiz, you know? Yeah. Uh, so so I remember, right, so they loaded you onto these buses, mm-hmm. and uh, and you had to have your pro mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, of course. And they, and they gave us the, the atropine, you know, because weapons of mass destruction was real. Mm, yeah, so real. Uh, I mean, apparently. Yeah. So they give you the atropine, right, which mm. is the two needles. And, and anyways, so we're sitting here on this bus, and you're packed in, and you're hoping you get crammed next to, like, some, you know, gal that's, like, 105 pounds. So, you yeah. got some fucking room, right? Right. And, no, I get crammed next to another guy that's as big as me. And we're sitting there, and we're both looking at each other, waiting for our fucking atrophy needles to go off into our legs. Oh, yeah. I remember that, because you're sitting there, like... You're just crammed into these damn things, you know? It's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh so uh, we're we're running low on time for uh, what? Well, we're we've actually exceeded the time that we normally like yeah. to keep our episodes at. But I think because it's September 11th, kind of a special occasion, uh, it's okay. But what out of your three deployments? What what would you say that your most memorable moment is? What what is the thing that you're proud of that makes all that time, all that effort, all that heartache? What makes it a okay in your so, book? So I mean, it, it's really it's really difficult to pick one, and I know that's a fucking cop out, and I know it's yeah. a shitbag answer. I mean, I mean, you probably I, have a few minutes. I mean, you can, I, if you got two, you know. I mean, I started with engineers, mm. and and you know we're heavy engineers. Um, I, so I guess I'll say this. I won't get into my third deployment too much now. Um, but I will say I, I was selected for uh, the re- brigade commander's personal security team. Oh, nice! So I did a PSD, uh, personal personal security detail, um, and you know one of our things like, yeah, sure we got to go into like the green zone, mm-hmm. but like when we were when we were riding with the old man, um, like you didn't fucking you didn't blink, you fucking sat there because like that guy. He was the guy making the decisions, you know. Right. And uh, 
he uh yeah because if he goes down are you making the decision right am i you know fuck that uh not as an e4 (laughs) but i would say just being being selected and being known from my leadership that you know i was somebody that had those that technical and tactical ability yeah to to do that and to to be trusted with the brigade commander's you know security team because they had lost you know obviously right if they're looking for people they lost people yeah and uh um they had lost some people and you know the stories from the guys that were still around um you know we were pretty fortunate so i, I consider myself good luck so but uh, what about for you yeah what was your moment so again i'm in the same situation as you there are a lot of situations and moments that if I look at it at the time they were happening I was like what the F this is bullshit da 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 in in reality reflecting back on a lot of those things I had no idea what was going on and all I had to do was do what I needed to you know do what I'm told basically just freaking wear a smile yeah and and uh, do what I'm told but um, the best thing that happened is my first deployment. Uh, I, you know, when we were processing to mobilize Uncle Sam and all of uh, his great AG Corps, which are admins, said, you know, if you're married, you can make a lot more money. So, of course, it was shotgun weddings across the board. We all got married uh, just to get that more money. Mo money, mo problems is a real thing. Uh, so I ended up, uh, having troubles with my now ex-wife and my now wife, uh, who I met overseas as a soldier, uh, had troubles with her now ex-husband and, uh, we met and actually funny story is, is that, uh, one of my battle buddies was trying to, uh, be like, Hey, what's up? And she was like, yeah, not having it. And somehow, uh, I had the I had the right twinkle in my eye and uh yeah so uh we came back from we we spent a lot of time uh during mobilization deployment uh doing laundry where we were literally washing one article of clothing because the laundry room was the safe place where you could actually talk to a member of the opposite sex ah. because you're doing laundry ah uh, and That's then what they called it. Yeah, yeah. So what's funny <laughs> is is we we started hanging out uh, all the time, like we were battle buddies, because we understood the situations that we were going through at the home front. Right. And then uh, the command team saw that that uh, re- that that friendship was growing, so they instantly started accusing us of uh, having grown up relationships and. We said, well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna just go ahead and say I'm guilty, you know, and um, so the deployment was over. <clears throat> Excuse me, the deployment was over, and um, we went home. And I think she had already separated from her um, her ex-husband now. And uh, she basically called me up and said, um, I don't know what you're doing, but pack your shit. I'm picking you up. And, um, yeah, she, she came and she saved me from, uh, the life I would not have enjoyed. And we've been together ever since. So I can just see her too. Get in loser. (laughs) That's exactly, it was, it was, yeah, it was Joe dirt, uh, style. She pulled up in her Mustang. 
and uh we we tried to load my freaking like i'm sitting here with like four bags of bullshit and my my subwoofers from and she's like that shit ain't gonna fit dump it and she peeled out yeah whatever fits in the mustang yeah so so it's always funny uh because you know i i met somebody who understands me understands the military and uh you know so when people who don't understand it want to interfere uh you know we just sit back giggle and laugh because you know it's a great friendship so uh yeah that's probably my proudest moment i've got many other great moments great freaking stories and i think that uh we will have another episode where we just spend time sharing some of those stories with each other and with uh you all uh uh two of our listeners or or however many which is great but um i think that's going to be an episode and i think you know what to be honest with you i'm going to listen back to this this might just be a raw episode because yeah i think this went really well well looks like that's another episode in the bag Another 50-mile check? No, no. What 50 is, miles? 50-mile 50, 50 check ride in the bag. Is it, no, it's supposed to be a 50-mile. No well, I don't know. You said 30, so. Mm. <laughs> you say 30 on the outro. Yeah. Uh, Another, yeah. Well, well anyway, we we still have to figure that shit out. Follow We're us gonna, on Instagram. You know, we don't do shit on it. We need to bring that back. Where's Instagram? your wife at? Where's your wife? She needs to do the She's Instagram. She's working. Mm. Uh, well, that's about it. So, uh, I guess, stop a my friend. Stop a